Listen, I'm going I'm I'm to take it a step further, and I'm going I'm to give major props to Adam Silver. He's the best commissioner in the Amen. sports because he's turned this in. Since he's been in the office, since he took in charge, since he's been in charge, this has been a player's league. Players have been able to make decisions. I, I love what the NBA uh, Players Association has been doing, and I love the direction that it's going in. Guys are doing stuff. Look, nobody ever thought Kawhi Leonard would be a guy out here making recruiting, recruiting guys. Well, not even recruiting, telling the telling guy. the guy. <laughs> like this is what our league has come to, and I love it. Like our guys have a voice, and it's it's great for the league. I think it's great for the fan base. I think it's just we at our all-time high right now. That voice is louder than ever. Right. The players run the show. Yes. They control where they want to go and who they want to be with. And if they're not happy in a situation, they can get out. First of all, welcome back to the NBA Culture Podcast. I am your host, Harvey Banks. I want to start off by saying, again, I completely agree with Perk. The league is at an all-time high right now. And I think credit must be must be spread around evenly right because we we are often quick to blame ownership or criticize ownership or anyone in a position of power that we think is holding us back right we're quick to jump on them and say oh you got it wrong you got this wrong look at the nfl and roger goodell every roger goodell headline is negative every single one of them He's either getting paid too much, he's being overly disciplinary, not disciplined enough. <laughs> it's just they're always negative things. It's never a positive spin on something, right? Adam Silver is the complete opposite of that. He came in the league and he said, David Stern did a great job of ushering the NBA back in through the 90s into the early 2000s, right? He said, I'm going to fully embrace the things that David Stern never fully embraced. And that is player individuality. And that is the importance of the name on the back of the jersey. David Stern was the opposite. The previous commissioner. He was all about the you play for the team. It's the Celtics. It's the Knicks. It's the Lakers. Adam Silver is more. Go build LeBron's brand. Build James Harden, CP3, Paul George build these names up because he he understood that that's the direction that the consumer wanted to go right he understood that as technology advanced and as the world got smaller we dedication to a city or a team would become less and less right so there's there's not as much i'm i'm a diehard Knicks fan right i love the Knicks and I love the Knicks because I grew up loving the Knicks, right? I remember watching Knicks games where I wanted to be John Starks growing up. So to me, my affinity for the Knicks continues to run because it's embedded in me, right? I did not know a lot about the Lakers at the time. I didn't know a lot about Portland or about these. I knew the stars on their teams, but not even enough. I didn't know enough, right? I knew the the Charles Barkley names, the Magic Johnson names, and I knew what they were capable of, but I didn't know them. So I had no connection with them. I knew John Starks. I've heard him talk. He's 
He's country. He sounds like I could sound. He looks like I could look. He he plays like I want to play. I had a connection with, with him. And I think that anyone that knew where technology was going knew that that bond was going to be bigger and it was going to outlast geography, if that makes sense. So you may have grown up in Utah, right? And if you're a basketball fan, well, you're a jazz fan because that's where you're at. And that's what you know most of. And you don't know about the Miami Heat and you don't know about the Charlotte Hornets or anything like that. Or you don't know about these players. So usually jazz players were your favorite players because you knew about them with the exception of Michael Jordan. Right. Because he kind of he was before his time and transcended all of that. A lot of Bulls fans weren't necessarily Bulls fans. They were Jordan fans, which is okay too. But that was kind of the prequel to what was to come. Social media comes and it changes everything. You get to know these players for who they are, their personalities. You have a direct connect. You, your connect. Your connection is directly to the player. You follow LeBron James. You know about his kids. You know who his wife is. You know it's Taco Tuesday. You know it's. You know you get to know the athlete. So the athlete becomes huge to you. So you'll follow that athlete no matter where they go because you're a fan of that person, right? And I think baseball and football, they're fighting that notion. They're fighting that change, that evolution. They don't want that because they had built their brand on being so big and on history and the history of the Chicago Cubs and the history of the New York Yankees and the history of the Dallas Cowboys, the history of the Green Bay Packers that they were afraid to put the his to put their hands in the or the power in the the players' hands. Because why? Players come and go. So I un- I understand your reluctancy to do that. But if you look at those leagues now versus the popularity of the NBA. Now the NFL is still king when it comes to numbers just because the numbers are so gaudy, right? But when it comes to percentage growth over time, no. The NBA the NBA's growth is is it's amazing to watch. And Adam Silver gets a ton of credit for that simply because he has accepted his responsibility to the players and the owners. The conversation with the players, the players wanted to be heard more. The CBA, all of all of that is player driven, right? He said, I will give you power. This ain't a, this is not an ego thing. I'll give you power. He's changed the rules of free agency. He's opened it up to where I believe it is encouraged. <laughs> it is encouraged for these types of free agency things. The NBA loves this. People started to complain about parody in the NBA for a while. Well, why even play the regular season? We know who's going to be in the finals or we know who's going to win the championship. And, I, and I'm like, yo, that's not a real problem. That's the easiest thing to grab onto because you don't like that your favorite player left your favorite team. So it's the easiest thing to be like, nah, I don't like this because the same team's winning all the time. It's always fucking been that way. This parody that you want in sports does not happen. 
the same handful of teams wins these things all the time. It's just the way that it goes. Every now and then another team will come up and they'll have a small run. But your legacy teams, they just win more. Celtics, Lakers. When the Celtics and the Lakers was running off, what was it? I'd say, what, 10 out of 18 titles in an in a 18 to 20 year run? No one said anything. No one said anything. I think it was how the teams were put together. That's the difference. That's what you don't like. And I could go into some other cultural shit as to the reasons you might not be comfortable with NBA players controlling their own destiny. But that's a deeper conversation that I refuse to have on this show simply because I don't 100% know who I'm talking to and I don't like wasting my time on bigotry, right? So I'll just leave that at that. So here we are at this place where we have the players who have taken control of the league. They control their own destiny. Adam Silver, as the head of the league, has to be okay with this. Then he has to sell this idea to the owners, in which he does. And I'm sure it was just, hey, your bottom line is going to grow. Trust me. Trust me. And they did, right? The owners trusted Adam Silver, who trusted the players. There's trust throughout the league. That's what builds a strong brand. And it's stronger than ever. I believe training camp starts soon or it already started for the NFL. Is anyone talking about that? It's July. It's July. And all we can talk about is basketball. And it's over. We're not talking about the Raptors championship nor their parade or the finals we're talking about free agency and it's not gonna stop it's not gonna stop the other night i watched a summer league basketball game on espn one the main espn they had built it up all day i watched pre-game coverage of a summer league basketball game and i was just as hyped as I was when I was about to watch a finals game. That's genius. That's that's next level. No other league can do this. And it's so funny because this morning I was driving and I was listening to it's not Mike and Mike anymore. What is it? Golik and Wingo. And they had. Oh, shit. What's the baseball guy's name? Can't remember his name. They're at the all star. The, the baseball all star game. Right. And they had one of ESPN's longtime analysts on there. It wasn't Buster Olney. It was somebody else. That's irrelevant. And he says, the beauty about baseball is it takes 25 guys. So therefore, we're never going to have the problem that the NBA has about players wanting to team up together and forming super teams. I don't know how they're going to deal with that. But luckily, baseball will never have that problem. If you don't get the fuck out of here with that, first of all, baseball needs some star power. So you could probably use that. The closest thing you have to that right now is my Yankees. Okay, you desperately need the Yankees to win number 28. Why is that? Because you could get some star power. You could get some face time. And these kids who you're trying to keep interested in baseball may have someone they can connect to. That's what they want. This is the social media era. You want to be able to connect. 
We do it with sports, players, brands, churches, everything. If you can't connect, you're not buying into it. You want to be. Let's just look at advertising in the business sector. Every business right now is not really pushing a product down your face. They're pushing a lifestyle, a culture, an idea, a story. They need you to connect with their brand, not their product. Connect with the brand, not the product. That's that's how you set yourself up for long term success. And it takes everyone. And so what Perkins is saying is everyone should get credit for this exciting time. Right. Another person that should get insane amounts of credit for what we're able to experience and and appreciate and enjoy right now is LeBron James, simply because it was on July 8th, now nine years ago, that he sat down in front of a camera and made what was the biggest mistake of his career. And I'm doing air quotes with mistake because I don't think the decision was that bad. But when he sat in front of that camera and he took his fate into his own hands and he decided, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. The ripple effects of that, we are still feeling. At the time, we did not know that this was the change. That was the changing of the guard right there. In that moment, LeBron James took the league and gave it to the players. He took the league and gave it to the players. Nine years later, for the past nine years, the, the summer stories has been what? Well, free agents. Because you're free. Free agents, you, you choose, you go where you want. You're going to get criticized for it. You're going to get this. You're going to get that. Oh, we're forming super teams now as if there weren't fucking super teams before. We're forming super teams and they compare everyone's decision to leave since then to LeBron James's decision. Always. Well, when KD left OKC, it was weak because it was just like the first of all. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the same, but I get it. Right. That's the that's the standard. That was the changing of the guard. Now it's evolved to another level. So if you haven't heard, which I'm sure you have, or I'm not going to go far into the details because let's just fucking face it. If you don't know about this, then you (laughs) I doubt you listen to my show because you cannot be into basketball and know what's going on. But Kawhi Leonard has decided to leave Toronto after winning a title and go to the Clippers, right? So the deal took a long time to come out, right? It took the decision took a while and we didn't really know why, but no one was restless because it's Kawhi Leonard and we don't know enough about him as a person. No one accused him of just dragging it out or any of that. But it turns out that he was actively recruiting as a free agent. Here's the funny thing about it, though. Kawhi wasn't recruiting other free agents. I mean, I guess he did place a a call to KD, but (laughs) Kawhi Leonard was recruiting Paul George, who is currently in an active contract and I believe had three years left on that contract or maybe two in a player op. Like he's under contract with the team. He is actively saying, Paul, 
I need you to come to the Clippers to help me. And if you never, if you, if you're still on the fence about who runs the league owners or players, a deal was put together to send Paul George to the Clippers in return for, I don't know, every fucking first round pick from now through forever, what it seemed like. And it happened. It it happened. Kawhi asked Paul to join him in the Clippers. So Paul goes and asks his team in which he's under contract to, I need to be traded to the Clippers because I want to go team up with him and we're going to play over there. And it fucking happened. He's under contract. It happened. That's insane. That's unheard of, right? But that's happening a lot. See, because you remember how Chris Paul got from the Clippers to Houston. Players are not just getting traded anymore. They telling you where you, I'm only going to play here and here. Same with Anthony Davis to the Lakers. I want to be a Laker. And it's, okay, cool. And the funny thing is, so the more power that the players have and they're showing that they have and the ownership is kind of giving up to the players, it's slowly and slowly erasing your parity problems, right? We don't want this to happen because all the players are going to want to team up and there's going to be two good teams in the league and everyone's going to be want to be in LA or going to be in New York or Miami or something like that. For the first time in quite a few years, you don't know who the fuck is going to win the NBA championship. You don't know who's going to be in the finals. It's a talk. I'm so excited because I don't know who to take. If I had to make a finals pick right now, I don't know who I choose. (laughs) Do I go with the Lakers? Obvious reasons to go to the Lakers, right? You have Anthony Davis. You have LeBron James. Who could go against that? Two of the top five players in the world? I get it. Yep, they got shot. Especially when you combine that with the fact that, you know, Golden State's going to be without Clay for half the season. They lost Kevin Durant. It kind of evens the playing field. Yes, the Lakers are my favorite. Not so fast. Let's go to the other side of the arena. You could tell me, man, it's so clearly and obviously the Clippers are the favorite. Because you could say, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, the two best perimeter defenders in the league. In the league, hands down. Let's throw Patrick Beverly in the mix. We know what he's capable of. Off the bench, let's bring Sweet Lou Williams. Walking sixth man of the year. Let's also bring Montrez Harrell. Big dog, right? Yes, they have everything it takes to win a championship right now. Yes, you're completely right. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. You could tell me, maybe not this year. Brooklyn with with Kyrie. With Kevin Durant next year, not this year. Who's going to win that one? Say the team stay exactly the same as they are now next year. We don't know who's they're going to be in the mix. Who wins that? Philly was right there. It took a prayer for Philly to get knocked out. And Toronto went on to win the championship. Some could say Philly is a shot away from a championship because they could have beat Milwaukee, could have beat the Warriors. You never know. Milwaukee kept Giannis, kept Chris Middleton. 
they're right there. They have the MVP on their team. Of course they're right there. Jimmy Butler goes to Miami. Are they in the mix? What about if they get Russell Westbrook? Are they in the mix? So we got the Bucks. We got Philly. We got Boston, who lost an all-star and then replaced it with an all-star. We got the Lakers. We got the Clippers. People are talking about Utah. I'm not. Whatever. (laughs) And then you got Golden State, who still has the greatest shooter of all time. And, oh, yeah, you're going to get back probably the second greatest shooter of all time. And you got Draymond Green. Who's to say they're going to be bad? (laughs) That team set records, too. Like, here we go again with the you don't know. So your parody's back. Your parody's back in the league. Thank you, free agency. Thank you, Adam Silver. Thank you, Kawhi, for restoring balance. Um, Who the fuck's going to win? (laughs) Who is going to win? I have no idea. We have no idea who's going to win, but I've never been more excited to see. Never been more excited to see. Now, I do want to shift over focus to the aftermath of the Paul George trade in Oklahoma City. And I guess I'll start that off by saying that I am not here to listen to anyone slander Russell Westbrook. Because it's coming. People blame him for the Kevin Durant leaving situation. You're wrong. You've been proven wrong multiple times. Even more reports have come out about Kevin Durant and Oklahoma City and what happened. And... You're just wrong. People don't want to play with him. You're wrong again. And you're going to try to put this Paul George leaving as proof to why you don't like Westbrook, right? You're going to try to say, see, no one wants to play with him. Even Paul George left. Let me just say again, you're wrong. I'm going to move off of that. I'm going to move to this. If you're Oklahoma City, the organization, Sam Presti. You are working with the Brody to get him to a desirable destination of his choosing. You owe him that. You owe him that. And I do fully believe that they will give that, give him that and grant him his wishes to be traded to wherever works best for him. And I think they will wish him the best because he gave that organization everything. And that's and their top their 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 class acts over there. Really a good organization. They're going to do the right thing. And I just read a report probably 20 minutes before doing show that they've traded Jeremy Grant. This is clearly a rebuild. This is clearly a flush to toilet. Let's start over. And that's okay. Get Westbrook out of there. Then it comes the question that I've been asking myself. I even had this discussion with my son the other night while we were playing 2K. He's like, well, where could he go? And I'm like, Honestly, the only place I could see possibly working would be Miami, but I don't even know the salary cap situation with that. But off the top of my head, that was destination wise. It was Miami. That was my first choice. I'm seeing reports of the Knicks. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about the Knicks, but uh, no, (laughs) don't just don't. What are you going to what the fuck are you going to trade for one Two. We got this. Yes, we got the money space. Just stop. Stop. We got a lot of one year expiring deals. Just it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm tired of I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. I, there's a whole episode coming about the Knicks. 
just tune in Thursday and you'll anyways. So, so to me, we're looking at Miami, right? And matching him with Jimmy Butler and (laughs) Tyler hero, who I said, man, that's going to be the still of the draft. Don't sleep on Tyler. Everybody thought, you're just saying that because he's from he's a Kentucky guy and you're from no 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 no. Now how you feel? How's it feel to watch that burner now? <laughs> he's gonna be nice. I'm telling you, Miami will be nice. Now him, Russell, Jimmy Butler, Adebayo. That's the second round playoff. Maybe I mean you don't know, but like it's a better situation than Russell's in now. Put Russell in Miami. Um, fashion's kind of hot in Miami. Russell's into fashion. Maybe just you want to get some. I feel bad for him because I don't see a winning situation out there. The Lakers can't afford him. Everyone's saying, "Oh, he should go." The Lakers can't afford him. His contract has like four years left, and I want to say 177 million or 170 million. That's a lot of money and a lot of years. And he's 31, and doesn't have the best reputation, even though it's unfair, even though he's an MVP, even though he's a walking triple-double, even though no one has put up the numbers this guy's put up. He has a bad rep, and I hate it. And therefore, I do not believe that he is going to be traded to a winning situation, and it sucks, right? It it, it just kind of sucks. Um, you, you wish at this point that he was a free agent and not super rich off of signing an extension, but man, I don't know. It's looking like Miami. I'm hoping they can get something done just because it'll make it competitive. He'll be able to compete for something in the playoffs, not for a title, but for something. If they can't figure something out and you force him to stay in Oklahoma city, it's just, just going to be unfair. It's just going to be unfair what what looks like is going on in OKC. So I wish him the best. I hope they can get a deal done with with Miami or some other some other middle road contender. Maybe I don't know, but the shit just looks unfortunate for Russell Westbrook right now. Unfortunately, unfortunately, um, I want to spend the last couple minutes here talking about some summer league stuff. Uh, the other night I watched, uh, we tuned in again pregame coverage for. Zion versus RJ and Zion is exciting, right? Very strong, very athletic. His jump shot didn't look terrible at Duke. His three pointers didn't look terrible at Duke. I must say though, the other night, my takeaway from watching that was his jumper is broke. It didn't look natural it remind it just it doesn't look like it's going to get great form needs some improvement he didn't look comfortable shooting from nba 3 range the free throw looked oh it looked tough and it didn't look that bad at duke i don't remember it looking that bad but zion also reminded us of you know why we were so excited to see and get him into the league the the strength when he ripped that ball away from Kevin Knox and dunked it down. That was an alert. Hey, everyone, you can't little bro me in this league. 
He not, no, he's too manly. He's too strong for that. And so those types of plays are what I'm most excited to see. Now, it will look a little different and a little better when the season comes because he's going to be running with quality players on New Orleans, right? No disrespect to the Summer League squad, but it was clearly let's get Zion dunks. Like the offensive plan looked terrible. But again, it's Summer League, so I'm not going to throw anything to that. But you can see the athleticism. Not so much the skill, though. And there's things he can work on, and I think I know they will, and he seems like a great kid that's going to put it in. But I was just like, don't ever shoot a jump shot. Please don't take a three because, like, it just looks weird. It just looked weird. R.J. Barrett, on the other hand, um, hey, we're going to talk about the Knicks again. R.J. looked nervous at first. Um, R.J.'s natural skill and talent level, you can see it way, way more clear than Zion's. He looks natural pulling up for three. Um, his ability to get to the basket is great. He does have finishing ability. He just he's gonna have to find his rhythm, and I think he will do that. And he's gonna have plenty of opportunity playing almost pointless basketball with the Knicks. So he's gonna get his shots. He's gonna get be able to find his rhythm as a player. My only concern is it looked like at times that him and Kevin Knox are trying to do the exact same shit on the floor. And so they're gonna have to work out that dynamic or they're going to have to work their dynamic out because, yeah, that's kind of where you're at at this point. Um, Takeaway, who's going to have the, long, the better career? I'm going to go out on the limb and I'm going to say R.J. Barrett. And I'm going to say that based off of he has a skill set that translates past age, right? As soon as Zion starts to age, you're going to see it. You've seen it with Sean Kemp. That's the closest thing we can compare him to. Sean Kemp was out of this world athletic. Not a lot of skill, but his athletic ability was so far off the charts that you just had to respect it, right? So you had to, he he earned a place in the league. He was a star. He was exciting to watch. And then age kicked in and all of a sudden he was 300 pounds. Trust me, you could easily see the same thing happening with Zion, right? I hope not because he just seems like a likable person. Like I want to see, I want to see that guy do well for a long time, but the skill has to, has to meet the will a little bit. And RJ Barrett has a skill set that could get him paid in the NBA for a lot of years, even past losing some of that athletic ability. But I want to say good luck to both. I'm excited to watch both. I'm going to keep watching some of the Summer League stuff. Coming up on Thursday, we're going to do a deep dive into the New York Knicks. It is going to be painful. Don't care if you listen or not, because trust me, I'm going to sound like a battered woman. That's probably not politically correct to say anymore, but that's how I feel. I think it's, I think it's divorce time. Sad days coming. Again. It's the NBA Culture Podcast. I appreciate you for listening. Find us on Instagram at NBA Culture. You can find me at Just a Kid from KY. It's the same thing on Twitter. Reach out, support, subscribe, all those things that you like to do. Share the show with a friend. Any of that, we appreciate. This show and every show is brought to you by Stance Socks. This this little relationship that we got going on going on like year two with this it's not gonna stop premium socks 
the best socks. Don't buy $250 pair of shoes and put some $2 socks in it. It just doesn't work that way. Complete your outfit. Stance socks. Shop with the boys. It helps support the show. HarveyBanks.com slash stance or just click any of the links in the show notes, any of that. Go shop. Stance socks. Again, harveybanks.com slash stance. I appreciate the love and appreciate the support. I'll see you guys back on Thursday.